0: been a while since we've caught up with illinois state senator terry bryant terry thank you for the time
1: oh my pleasure well it's always uh always nice to be on your show
0: so i get a press release uh, dated october the 28th that your office is seeking stories of veterans and uh, family photos that are going to be showcased at the illinois capitol in the uh, rotunda there and so I thought this would be a good jumping-off point for the interview today. Tell us about uh, this request that you're making.
1: Yes, so um, there are several members uh, that are doing it. I think all of the Republican members have been invited to do that. I I don't know if listeners know, but um, uh, you know, I'm a part of a family that has uh, has really served very honorably uh, in the uh, in the service. My brother is a a retired lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. He was deployed 12 times. My sister, uh, also a retired officer uh, from the Air Force as well. She's on inactive reserve duty right now. And so we have a, a great love uh, for the military. I intended at one point to apply to the Air Force Academy. Uh, that's where my brother attended. Uh, but Rick and I, as you know, got married very young. And uh, so that didn't happen. But we just have such a legacy, uh, not just in the in the United States in general, but certainly in Illinois. I'm sure that you know as well as the listeners do that uh, Illinois provided more troops during the Civil War than any other state in the country. And so, I think it's the duty of all of uh, all of us as Americans and certainly as Illinoisans to. Uh, honor uh, those veterans, especially on Veterans Day. So this is just my small way of reaching out to folks. Show us your pictures, give us your story, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll be able to get those up in the rotunda uh, in this in these next couple of weeks.
0: And families are asked to submit a photo and written story, a maximum of 250 words, along with the information uh, name, military branch, and conflict uh, served in. Military photos are preferred, but not necessarily, uh, and you can submit those to Veterans Day at sgop.ilga.gov. And you can, of course, find this press release on the um, Senate GOP's website. Senator Bryant looking for family photos and stories of veterans to be showcased in the Illinois Capitol in the run-up to Veterans Day. Um, Terry, of course, the election is next Tuesday, a week from Tomorrow, Uh, the governor's race is the big race, but there are a number of other statewide races. I saw this last week that the early vote in Chicago is off some 80%. What are you hearing? What are you thinking about in the run up to Election Day?
1: Well, first of all, I'm very blessed uh, that I did not have an opponent in this election. And uh, that's given me some time to really help some other candidates. Uh, Paul Jacobs you know, is uh, now running in what, uh, well, he was in the 115th, now I believe he's in the 118th. He's running against uh, an individual uh, who's, I think, been less than honest about his uh, his past. Uh, but, you know, talking about veterans. We have a candidate with uh, Representative Jacobs who served very honorably uh, and uh, in his done a great job uh, as a representative of the 115th, and I know he'll do a great job in the 118th. but um, I've, the one that I've been most engaged in other than the governor's race uh, has been the race for Wavy Lester uh, in opposition to uh, Chris Belt in the Metro East. So Wavy uh, enlisted in the Navy uh, and then uh, switched branches. Uh, awesome guy, ended up leaving the Air Force as an Air Force officer, uh, a successful businessman. Uh, That that race is really one that I think everyone should be watching. Uh, Generally, uh, it it becomes about uh, really about a person's uh, genetic race, right? Uh, In this case, we have Uh, Chris Belt happens to be an African-American, Wavy Lester is an African-American, uh, both live in that, obviously in that Metro East area. So they're able to run there. One is a successful businessman, uh, Wavy. And then, uh, Chris Belt is a guy who, uh, has multiple government jobs and, uh, and honestly, uh, I don't think fits that district as well as Wavy does. So that's a, that's a race for everyone to watch. And then, of course, Will, uh, I know all of us still kind of listen once in a while when Newt Gingrich speaks. He was on uh, the Laura Ingram show on Fox News last week, and uh, I'm paraphrasing. He said, the race in Illinois is the one to watch. I believe very strongly that Darren Bailey could win the uh, the governor's race, and uh, he would be an awesome governor. So, uh, it, uh, uh, Kathy Salvey, I mean, you know, she, she is the definitely a good fit uh, for Southern Illinois, uh, as well as all of Illinois. So there are a lot of really good candidates out there uh, that will do great service to the state. And the main thing is that people have to get out and vote. Just like you just said, voting is down in Chicago. They're not inspired to get out. We should all be inspired as Americans uh, and as Illinoisans. We've come through the pandemic right now. People have to decide in Illinois if they want to continue down the path they've been going for these last three years or if we want to break free of a tyrannical governor who leads the state by executive fiat.
0: Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant is with us today talking about the election and other things coming up. Uh, Fall veto session is one of those things that's uh, coming up, and there's been a lot of talk about perhaps the Safety Act is going to be amended during that session. What do you think is going to come out of the fall veto session, if anything?
1: Well, I would hope a complete and total repeal of the Safety Act. Uh, it, It amended 80 different laws already in place in Illinois, rather than fixing the four or five things that really should have been addressed, like reforming bail, it actually got rid of cash bail. And uh, there's there are so many provisions of that bill that uh, there's a Democrat uh, from the Chicago suburbs that has also filed in the suit that the state's attorneys are where they're filing against that to try to get it from being implemented January 1. Even uh, Democrat state's attorneys around the state are coming out against a fully Democrat bill. Now, I don't mean to be partisan about this. It really was down straight down partisan lines. Uh, We gave, uh, I debated, I was the lead lead, um, debater, the lead opposition against the safety act in the house uh, and we pointed out time after time after time how dangerous this was. Imagine this scenario, if you could: a woman is raped and they arrest her rapist. That, uh, under the Safety Act, that guy has to get a pretrial hearing within 48 hours. And for that person to be held would mean, most probably, that the rape victim would have to go and testify why that person is a danger. So they're going to have to face their rapist in court just 48 hours or less after being raped. And I could go on and on and on about the terrible provisions of the Safety Act. So I hope during veto session we just completely repeal the act. It has already had three trailer bills. In order to even get close to fixing it, we would probably have to have 80 trailer bills since it changed 80 different laws. Uh, We even have um, folks who voted for it now backpedaling uh, on it, horrible, horrible for the state.
0: I was visiting with Judge Ralph Bloodworth in the studio last week, and one of his biggest concerns was that, you know, you have a, a three-day weekend at a, a courthouse. You have somebody who's uh, arrested on uh, Friday at 3 p.m., and you have a state's attorney's office that, you know, only has so many resources he doesn't believe that the act can be implemented just in a timeline paperwork fashion at the local level uh, in Jackson County, and certainly not in some of the counties that are even more rural than Jackson.
1: Well, I, I've had multiple conversations with our with the Jackson County State's Attorney, Joe Cervantes, and with uh, Chief Judge uh, Solderson for the fact that uh, Joe is indicating that he's going to need two more prosecutors and judge is basically uh, indicating that they're going to need an additional judge. I mean, all of, all of these things are unfunded in this mandate, and those are just the tip of the iceberg. Imagine if you're like Pulaski County, and I, uh, I pick on Pulaski a lot only because it's so small and such good people there. I don't represent Pulaski, but I know that they only have court, I think, three days a week so how do you meet these kind of criteria is it physically possible yes if you can have the number of people in the courthouse that you need we're not all chicago or aurora we don't have the means to do a lot of that in fact in union county one of the judges in union county just told me that um someone showed up and said we need an office for i guess it was i don't know the title but it was an individual who is now ha, now has to work on all of this and there's like a watchdog that's looking over whether all of this gets implemented right and the judge said i don't have a room to give you i don't have an office to give you you know remember that we, even in jackson county we're busting at the seams just trying to find enough offices uh for Uh, For the people that work there, if you go over to Joe Cervantes' office and walk in uh, to the back offices, they have file folders that are stacked up halfway to the ceiling and on the floors. People just trying to work around all because there's not enough space for anything. And now we're going to increase uh, all of this. And, you know, I know the arguments that there are people who honestly, who uh, have not been proven guilty yet. They're just accused. And because they don't have enough money to get out of jail, they stay in jail for long periods of time. That has to be fixed. But this is not the mechanism to fix it with.
0: State Senator Terry Bryan is with us. We know that you have another meeting coming up very soon, and so we don't want to impress upon your time much further. We began the interview by mentioning that Senator is looking for uh, family photos and stories of veterans from southern Illinois to be showcased at the Illinois Capitol. And you can find out more about that by emailing Veterans Day at sgop.ilga.gov. Uh, Senator, of course, last question before we let you go: we, You have a, you talked about Senator uh, Representative Jacobs uh, representing a new district, uh, which will be the new 118th. Uh, you're representing a new district geographically, um, as you've sort of familiarized yourself with that new district. Uh, has anything surprised you, or is it exactly what you thought it would be?
1: Uh, Well, you know, I actually did get one surprise, and this is maybe sounds kind of silly, but uh, so the new district will go from the Mississippi River over to the Wabash in Ohio. Uh, One is, I actually did not realize until looking, really getting around in this district, how much of Kentucky surrounds Illinois. I always... You know before i you know you get on 57 and you go through paducah you understand that but considerable amount of kentucky wraps around uh as we go to the you know north on that eastern shore but the thing that surprised me i think was i had a conversation with an individual who said listen you might not know what it's like to live on the river so we're gonna have to tell you about the dynamics of the wabash and ohio said well I kind of live five miles from the Mississippi and uh, the gentleman said to me well the east is not like the west so I guess what's surprising to me is that we don't just have divides from the north and the south of this state we apparently have divides between the east and the west so as their uh, senator I'm looking forward to finding out the difference of the dynamics between one side of the state and the other to be real honest with you i haven't spent a lot of time on that eastern side of the state until now and so i'll be spending a lot of time over there and getting to know the folks that are there and i've had a great time so far uh treating them to coffee and doing parades and things like that but it's about time to get down to the business of governing on uh on that eastern side of illinois and i'm really looking forward to it
0: Well, your new district is bigger than Rhode Island and actually about...
1: (laughs) Yes, it is. 4,700 plus square miles. I have about 200 square miles more, I'm sorry, less than Senator Fowler. Uh, But between the two of us, we represent 28 of the 102 counties in Illinois. So uh, it's it's a big geographic footprint. And uh, I think I'm up to the task.
0: Senator Terry Bryant with us today. Terry, thanks for the time. Thank you, Will. Have a great day.